Welcome to Kaplan's Learn Better podcast. My name is Stuart Pedley-Smith, Head of Learning at Kaplan UK. In this series, you're going to hear from both students and experts as we take a look at a range of topics related to personal and career success in the world of accountancy and finance. My guest today is Sarah Pritchard. She's the Head of Banking, Financial Services and Management Design at Kaplan, but is also the lead on career information advice and guidance for students. Mark Twain said that if you find a job you enjoy doing, you'll never have to work a day in your life. Wise words indeed, but how many people actually have a job they enjoy? And if you don't, how do you get one? Part of the answer lies in how well you've planned your career. And that's why Sarah is here today to help us answer that question. How to plan your career and never have to work again. Sarah, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. Very pleased to be here. Sarah, just by way of a little bit of background, uh, you know, when we have people on the podcast, they always come across as confident. They've never made a mistake in their life. They've never had (laughs) a wrong decision, which, of course, is far from the truth. Um, But you're here to share some of your experiences, things that you've learned from the decisions that you've made and by your own admittance, a few mistakes along the way. Absolutely. Yeah. For for example, you, you, you went to UAL, which is an arts you have an art background, and it's where Stella McCartney went and John Galliano. But here you are working at Kaplan, which is not or doesn't strike everybody else as a natural progression into the career you have today. Am I not as famous as Stella McCartney? I'm quite offended by that. <laughs> In my eyes, you are. Oh, well, there we go. Yes, I don't have a um, traditionally uh, linear career uh, compared to um, some other people who might have from birth it seems known exactly what it is that they wanted to do uh, and kind of followed that trajectory. I did a degree based on what I enjoyed at the time and that was theatre and set design so that was what I studied at university and I very quickly after university um struggled really to find that I enjoyed enjoyed that as a job. Mm. Uh, It wasn't a career that I was particularly interested in. So I did a number of temporary roles and found that I fell into something that that I enjoyed, which was around education. In the early days, it was around uh, education policy. So I I was working for uh, a government organisation looking at education policy. And I just found that I really enjoyed feeling like I was making a difference. Mm. That was the the thing that I clung on to. And I think that thing of, of understanding what it was that I found joy from in my career helped me then to, I guess, hone in on what was important for me and where I might go next. So from working in education policy, I I then focused on apprenticeships. Um, I then moved on to work for an apprenticeship training provider. So looking um, at apprenticeships from a slightly different angle rather than policy. And I I moved over to Kaplan. So I started as an account manager um, and then I moved over into design, which 
in some ways feels like I've come kind of full circle because I'm still using some of my creative um, starting blocks, but I'm looking at it now in a slightly different way. So it's quite easy, I think, now to reflect back on my career and see those as building blocks to my, you know, where I am now and and where I I want to be in the future. But uh, when I started off my career and I thought, oh, I've done theatre design and and I don't know where to go from here, that was quite daunting. Mm -hmm. But I think for me, it's been quite exciting to look at not just kind of subjects or specific job roles um, and kind of choose my career based on that, but actually look at the fundamentals of what I enjoy daily uh, in a role. And, you know, it started off being about helping people. And I think that has moved with me and why I have now, you know, taken on roles uh, around careers advice within, within Kaplan because helping people is what I'm passionate about. Mm. It is interesting, isn't it, that the, the word design, you know, it, sound, it does sound like, well, you know, these are, the, these are the right things. If you want to be a career advisor or design courses and build, what you need to do is start out designing sets. But it, I think the thing is, is not to be defined by the job that you have, but look at the skills within the job because the job never gives you pleasure as a because it's only a task that it's it's, it's, you know it's made up of lots of different components isn't it and it's trying to listening to what you'd said when we spoke before it's trying to find some of those elements isn't it the thing well what of this job I've got 10 things in the job that I like which ones do I like most and Mm -hmm. if I apply for another job will there be three of them in that job whereas there's only one now exactly and I I think that's why at times I think I I had always struggled with making career plans because plans they change Mm. (laughs) Uh, and your your views on what you enjoy or you what you find you're good at change because your experience your your experience changes um so having a kind of a set plan um you know, in five years, in 10 years, I'm definitely going to be doing X, Y, and Z. Well, the world, as we know, through the pandemic, doesn't work that way. And things can change quite quickly. Um, So we need to, um, I think, rather than have a really kind of set plan, have these career goals rather than plans of, of I know that I want to build upon this skill or mm. I know that I, I really enjoy um, this element of my job and I want to explore it more whether that's managing a team whether that's helping people whether that's um, you know understanding you know being an expert in your own right on a particular topic yes. um, recognizing what that is and building a career based on that can be much more fulfilling. Yes, and I think people look at we look at career management or career planning on the basis that I'll start as a level one, then I'll be a level two, then I'll be a level yeah. three, and one day I'll be running the you know the free world That's type it. thing, isn't it? Yeah. And one because things don't always work out as you said in that linear pathway. But I think the other interesting thing about what you say is that there can be a terribly disappointing moment when you sit at the top of your tree and you just say, I haven't really enjoyed that. <laughs> I, I set, you know, I set out to do this five, ten years ago, and I've achieved it. Look how good I am! 
But I have to say, reflecting back, I don't like my job and I mm. didn't like the last 10 years either. <laughs> and, and that doesn't yeah. sound like a very fulfilling career, does it? You don't want to be at that stage. No, no. There was, there was something else that you said before when we were talking about this and, and about advice that you'd been given. And we, and we talked about this idea of joining the dots backward. But you also said uh, in terms of giving people advice was to specialise. You said along the lines of, you know, try to become good. So in this general uh, idea that you're seeking to identify things that you enjoy and, and there, there's also a, a quite... I suppose, ruthless element that says, yeah, but to be attractive in the workplace, you need to offer some sort of expertise. And so you need to develop their expertise along the way. Yeah, absolutely. And I think for for different people, that will be different things. For some, it will be about specialising in, uh, you know, a, a knowledge um, element. So, you know, gaining the highest professional qualification and really knowing your stuff um, about, you know, whether it's regulation or, or compliance or whatever it is. But for, for others, it might be more about, for example, always being the person who can help in a crisis or, um, you know, because you've experienced lots of crisis situations and you've got experience of, of how it is to stay calm under pressure, um, you know, and, and you know how to bring together a team and, and do something effectively very quickly. It's, it's all part of reflection, mm. I think. You need to reflect on what you've done well, um, at what people have seen you do well um, at, and, and then take that forward. Okay, well, how can I be better? Um, what can I do more of? Um, how can I gain, you know, even more exposure or, or gain even more career possibilities to, to just get better or become an expert in that area? Yeah. My name is Apurva Rawat and I'm a part qualified ACCA. I'm presently pursuing my post-graduation in global financial trading at London. When it comes to planning my career, I honestly am obsessed with it. I have planned out the minutest details of my career up until the upcoming two years. I definitely have a career plan at the moment and my plan usually depends upon my objectives and what I want to achieve in that particular time frame, in this case two years, what exactly I would want to achieve and what are the outcomes that I desire. Um, just taking a little bit of a, a step backwards, Sarah, we've talked about a career. So I've sort of said, you know, many people think a good career is something that, you know, you get from A to B to C to D and each time that you're progressing. But what would you say are the attributes of having had a good career? Well, I'm going to I'm going to answer this in a bit of a different way, I think, by coming to you with an example of someone very famous, um, Charles Darwin, who, if you know, created Origin of Species. He started his career in medicine and um, was actually a bit of a failure in it because he would he would go into theatre and uh, see blood and run in the opposite direction. So he, he wasn't doing very well. <laughs> but looking back now at his career, 
he learned all that he needed to learn about and you know anatomy um and you know dissections and you know the importance of of kind of genealogy and things like that through his medical experience so if you were to ask or to look at his him as an example you know did he have a good career well he created the origin of species he had a fantastic career and um, but what did that start off like for some it might seem that it didn't start off very well because he was heading along one trajectory and, and completely went in the opposite almost opposite direction and you ran ran screaming when he saw blood um but i think so i think for to kind of come round to that point it's about recognizing what you're good at and taking that forward in a positive manner and um, that's what a good career looks like and you have to have a certain element of um of willing from mm-hmm. individuals people really wanting to partake you know make a difference those are things that employers find really hard to um to kind of just teach um and kind of grow so it, it it does it does require i think of individuals to be excited about moving things forward mm. there's some good e- sort of interview technique in this as well or some some elements that you know when the, the, the employer asks you where do you want to be in five years from now? There's always this view that you've got to say, mm. I'd like your job or I'd like to be <laughs> running this company. And they go, oh, yes, that's the sort of spirit we like. But, you know, if you were an employer listening to somebody who says, well, the reason I'm doing this, you know, I'm applying for this job is because there's a number of things, that the skills that I'm I'm particularly keen that I'd like to develop. And, mm. and I'm looking to develop those further. And if that opens a door for me into other areas, then that's the general direction I'd like to go. That type of planning or that type of mindset or attitude mm. is the, exactly the type of person you want in your organisation, isn't it? Exactly, because employers then will see this is an individual who is willing to get stuck in. And like you say, it's it's very, you know, there's you can read plenty of articles about the response that you should give mm. um you know to uh, what are you going to do in 5 years 10 years time but if you can really articulate very clearly what you feel your skill set is and where your ambitions lie in developing that skill set it it tells a much richer story to that employer about your value um, as an employee and i think it it puts a different spin on ambition, doesn't it? The ambition lies in the skill set, not in the job role. Because job roles are so changeable that it's hard to actually build your career through job titles now. It has to be through skill set, doesn't it? Exactly. And I think my job as a careers advisor is to help that individual articulate really clearly what their skill sets are uh, and where the opportunities might present themselves um you know in a, in a career based on on those conversations that we've had yeah so so a career is a careers advisor is is a coach or requires coaching skills yeah i definitely think it requires coaching skills because i think individuals um they might not know 
where it is they want to go, what it is they want to do. Or they might have really clear visions of what it is they want to do, but they don't know how to get there. Mm. So ultimately, it's all about helping that individual to make some really informed and realistic decisions. And so it's my role, I guess, to um, as a careers advisor to um, help them really articulate what those decisions are and then how they can action them. Just and this is kind of a little bit outside maybe the career thing. Do you, do you advise people to prepare for interviews? What, what's your well, what's your advice? Maybe I should say. With all interviews, you're you're most likely to have a kind of a formal interview where where they're going to ask you typical questions. But you you the ideal scenario would be for that informal interview to become more like a professional discussion because then you're really opening up to that um, interviewer and they're really becoming interested in what it is that you're saying. So um, yes, you probably want to have some um, thought and preparation gone into how you would respond to those questions, but try not, you know, try and avoid um, Googling what's the best answer to this question and and, and actually thinking more about what your skill sets are and articulating that really clearly, you know, through lots of discussions that you might have with other people as well. So getting their views on how you've responded to such certain situations um, so that you can give a, a richer response. Yeah, I suppose what made me think about that is if somebody said in an interview, I'm a good team player, that the follow up question is, oh, that's really quite interesting. Can you give me a few examples of that? And if exactly. and if you sort of prepped it and you can't. So, well, there's lots of them. Well, anyone would do. Do you know what I mean? It's a, because and it's not the you trip yourself up. Yeah, exactly. It's not the employer trying to give you a hard time. What they're genuinely trying to do is find out about you, isn't it? You know, they are they want to know if you if you've got the confidence to say that you think you're a good team player. I'd like I genuinely am interested in finding out how did you get so good and what sort of things did you do? And then, you know, because don't forget the employer's trying to sell themselves as well because they want to attract the right people so they might say well you'll fit in perfectly here because that's right they're trying to find out whether you're a good fit for them too mm. if if for example they said you know what it, um you know give me some of your skill set and i said i'm a great team player um i play netball every wednesday and i'm really competitive uh, and you know and that's why i know i'm a good team player because once I get involved in a team, there's no, there's no stopping me. We have to win. You know, they might say, well, actually, that's not how we manage our teams. Mm. Our teams aren't about winning. Um, and that doesn't feel like it's a good fit for us. We, we're, we're much more, um, you know, uh, everyone's, everyone's a winner. Mm. Which is why I think one of the things that we might wonder onto is why it's, you know, it's always good advice to go and have a look at an organisation's website. Yes. But values missions are a clue to the type of organization they are and it also gets around that why do you want this job question doesn't it it does indeed yeah because you can always say because i've looked on your website and we share similar values <laughs> i'm evie barrett and i'm an acca student I find that my career plans change and evolve the more experience I get. 
It's hard to have a solid plan when you're still learning about the ins and outs of the industry, but I do take note of what I enjoy and what I'm good at, and I look out for these traits in certain career paths. Sarah, I want to move on. There's a, there's a little bit of it, and I say I think we've touched on some of this, but there is a planning process, and you talk uh, about exploration, prioritisation, and action. Um, I think this is a really useful process that um, you can you can use as a, you can use this uh, yourself, or you know you 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 use this, don't you, in your giving career advice? Could you give us a little bit more about that and and the type of sort of questions that you might ask in those three areas? Yes. So under exploration, I like to think about what is the key question you're you're trying to um trying to answer and it it might be some based on some of the things that we've talked about today you know the um you know what skills do i need it might be you know what's my next career you know step up the ladder when or how am i going to get promotion but just exploring what it is that um i guess your your biggest questions are is a really good starting point so your first step, so the first thing is to, a bit of self-analysis in a way, isn't it, around the yes, job market? Yeah. So you, this exploration is about finding out perhaps a little bit of things about yourself that you know but have never articulated. And then you, then you, you, you might have quite a big list of things, I suppose, and you might have you know, your aspirations, your ambitions. So then you've got Absolutely. to narrow it and, and prioritise. Yeah, so the next phase is, for me, I, I term it realisation, um, and and it is realization. It's prioritization. It's kind of honing in on that and thinking about realistically um, what is possible. Because you know, I, I might write a start spider diagram and say, well, I want to be queen of England, um, and you know, I want to, you know to own a multi million pound house. You know, how how much of that is realistic, um, and how much of it is just wishful thinking, um, or or even um, if it is wishful thinking, um, you know, uh, what possibilities might there be? You know, okay, I might not be queen in England, but do the royal fa- does the royal family really interest me and I want to get involved um, in, you know, something uh, relating to that? So there's there's ways of kind of, I guess, honing in. Um, and, and I think a really good example of, of doing that or a good way of doing that is picking out something and going um, who, what, where, the three W's. So, you know, who might be able to help me get this? What skills might I need, for example, and where might I get them from? Um, so kind of pick it up, pick it out that way and start to kind of form, I guess, a bit more of a a better plan. Mm. And I think there's a point, isn't it? You can still have your dream. There's nothing wrong with the dream, but that section of prioritization is relevant at that time it's the next step isn't it that that sort of that you can do you can say yeah well one day you might be queen of england but in the meantime let's get some practice you know exactly so exploration then prioritization and then there's the sort of i suppose the, the practical part the action where you've got to start capturing it and setting targets taking some sort of that's a right. positive step, I suppose. That's right. And 
you'll hear it time and time again, smart actions, making sure that they're, you know, um, timely and that they're measurable, that you're, that they're realistic. <laughs> um, that's going to be also really key. So making sure that they're um, a smart action. Um, and also I, I do like the actions that are um, perhaps looking a little bit short, shorter term um, or or if you do have some longer terms in, in there, make sure there's not they're not all longer term mm. actions. Mm. Um, so break break that down. If you do say, "Well, I, I want to um, be on a board of governors," that's my action. Okay, well, let's think a little bit of a smaller step. How, how do you do that? It's mm. researching my nearest college and finding out whether they have a vacancy. Mm. And that and that action that then becomes your career plan for five years or whatever that time period is. And I think the bit. The bit that I really liked about that is that there's a lot of advice that people give on have a plan, but it's not the plan that that really matters on one level. It's it's the process of getting to the plan. That's right. Questioning what you like and where you want to go. And as you say, within a time period that can that can change. Yeah, and absolutely, because you've hit the nail on the head there. A plan what if that plan goes wrong? Are you going to just be really disappointed? But having done this process, I don't really think there's a way in which you can be disappointed because you're just exploring mm. at this stage what it is that you have done well in the past and what you would like to explore going forward. And that process um, is, is much more important than having you know, a, a really detailed plan that may or may not work out. My takeaways, I suppose, to a certain extent are that, yeah, to me, career planning, I suppose, years ago was was this was this idea of being in an organisation for a, you know, a period of time or in one uh, one domain, which which didn't change and it was stable and reliable. And, and that was seen as a strong career. But now it's because of the change in job market and the speed at which jobs are evolving. This is more a continual process, more of an evaluation and a, and a very personal journey where you've got to continually question what you like doing, what you don't like doing, and trying to sort of hone your skills sufficiently that doors naturally open. Is, is, there, yeah. is there anything you'd add to that or key takeaways, something that say, look, the most important thing for people to take away is this? Yeah, I, I think... Um, for those who are um, at the start of their career, I might say, you know, we don't know what the jobs of the future will be. So don't close yourself off to opportunities um, and just keep learning. But for those who are perhaps a little bit further along in their career and are maybe in a position to reflect on how previous job roles have gone and, and what it was they did and didn't like, I think it's for me, what was really eye-opening was to be able to find that thread, that thread of, I can see now my career and the building blocks I've had. And, and the one kind of thread throughout is is this, which which has, has made, made me uh, find my career, whether that's, um, you know, whether even though that has been a, a squiggly career. Yeah. And one thing I did just to add to my little sort of synopsis there is 
that that the word rewarding, a rewarding career isn't. We haven't talked about money, which is interesting, isn't it? <laughs> um, but we haven't talked because, to a certain extent, you know, rewarding career it could be about money, couldn't it? But but it could also be about you know almost that mirrors your career path is that you found something that you thought was worthwhile. And I think more and more people are looking at that in order to give them satisfaction rather than, I don't know, another fridge freezer. Is that a bad thing to say? Exactly. Sarah, is there anything that uh, in terms of resources or books or websites where people could perhaps find out a little bit more about career planning or the sort of things they could do? Yes. So um, I've talked a little bit today and I've used the the language of squiggly career and uh, and that's my recommendation. Um, There's a a wonderful book called Squiggly Careers written by Helen Tupper and Sarah Sarah Ellis. Um, And and I would highly recommend um, taking a look at that because they've got some really um, useful advice and tips for how you can kind of start asking those questions and reflecting back. Um, So that would be my advice. Excellent. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you for listening to Kaplan's Learn Better podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe. And don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts to help more people find us. Let's continue the conversation. Follow us on social at Kaplan UK and let us know what you'd like to hear discussed on future episodes.